Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what PGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. We work things and that is what we That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. So, started last week on the missionary believer. Or the believer on the mission. The believer on the mission. So we go a step further, you know, it's part two. And today we're going to talk about the gospel simplified. Okay, so we always say that we preach the gospel to the unsaved, right? And we teach the saved. We preach to the unsaved, we teach the saved. Now, there are things in the gospel that only the saved can actually understand. So, so there's a part we, you know, we show the unsaved, then we teach the saved even further, so that the saved is now prepared to preach to the unsaved. Awesome. So today we're going to teach further on the gospel, so that when you are out to teach or to preach, you don't hang. Amen. Don't know that effectively, effectively preach the gospel must be prepared before and must be well taught. Okay, you must be equipped equipped to preach because you have been taught, because you have studied. So every believer ought to know how to preach the gospel. It's not a pastor thingy. Okay, we are all sent. Amen. Amen. We are all sent to preach the gospel. So we must all be trained. We must all be taught to preach the gospel. So I said this week on social media, I said that um, the way we grow church it's not by programs. You can't grow people. Can't, you can't grow real growth. Though. We can have numbers, right? But real church growth is not a program thing. It's a discipleship thing. So I train you to train others. Amen. So that after church every Sunday, you are equipped to go out of church every Sunday, every weekday to preach to your Uber driver, preach to your colleague. You know that is how. Real church growth works. Amen. Amen. It's not by doing praise jam. Or comedy night. Those things are good, maybe, but it's not how you grow church. When you do a praise jam, everybody, everybody comes to church. See, church will be full. You know, you won't have to do canopy outside. But people come to praise jam. And they dance, all sorts of songs. Amen. So, when they now come next Sunday to church, it's no, praise, it's no longer praise jam. It's now, it's now feels unfair. That you brought me here with praise jam, but every day is not praise jam. Do you understand? Yeah. So, real church growth is a function of teaching disciples to disciple other people. Okay? So, in that way, you can grow a more stable church. Do you understand? So, everyone there is being trained. Not that we have 1,000 people that, out of 1,000, only, only 10 have sense. Many of them, we are praying to God that God help us. What have we done? Do you get my point here? So, we see in our country right now, there are churches everywhere, some very big, some small. 
Everybody's a Christian, in quotes, in Lagos. Everybody believes in God. When you're talking like, okay, is this the same God? Why? Why? People have not been trained. So we have to deliberately teach. So I talked to my brother about on Friday, and I asked him, are you a believer? He was like, he doesn't know what the question means. I said, like, you know, well, like, well, Bashar knows that he, he tries to live well, he tries to act righteously, you know, he tries to, and all that, you know, he, he tries. That is, that is not, he's not a serious, serious Christian guy, but he tries to, to do good. He tries. Now, it's funny that people that go to church every Sunday are still trying to be saved. Do you hear my point here? They are still trying. They are still trying. You are still trying. Amen. So, if you attend church for one year and they ask you, are you still trying? They say you are trying. Either you are the church that has a problem. You get my point here? But I don't blame them. People are not being taught. So we have to teach. Okay? So it's why we must deliberately teach these things. Okay? Deliberately teach that everybody can know what you believe and why you believe it. You can know, the, you can, can know um, what makes you saved. You can say with certainty, I'm saved. I'm God's own. I'm even bound. Not that on that last day, you know, I might go to heaven. That, I, I forever find that ridiculous. That is for your life. And on that last day, it's maybe or maybe not. That's so disastrous. So it means that by chance you can go to a fire. Go for it. You know what that means? People, people don't think it's a joke. You spend 100 years, 120 years on earth. Hell, hell, hell is eternal. Like heaven. So, if you are putting eternity in Eije, Eoje, that's real confusion right there. But people are not being taught. Okay, so we have to deliberately teach the gospel. Second Timothy 2.15. Second Timothy 2.15. Second Timothy 2.15. First Timothy 2.15. Second Timothy 2.15. And First Peter 3.15. Glory to Jesus. It says, Second Timothy 2.15 says, Do your do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Look at that. A worker cannot not be shamed in public. I must be able to rightfully what? Divide the word of truth. So for every believer that will be effective in, in ministry, in witnessing, must be able to at least, you know, to some, some reasonable extent, not about a pastor, was it to rightly divide the word of truth. So every believer ought to be schooled, ought to be what schooled in teaching, in preaching. So you can hold your own ground wherever you find yourself. So you can be in your office pastor. You know you're not, you're not a pastor, pastor, but in your office you're the pastor there. That's how it should be. Anywhere you go to, you are the pastor there. So you get your office, they, they become your disciple, all of them. So they are, in your office, there are 100 people that they are pastor. That's how it works. So you have to be trained in church, right, to go out and teach and own your own spaces. So there's no, there's no room for, I'm just a regular believer. Amen. There's no room for casual faith. The devil loves casual faith. Troubles nobody. Troubles nobody. Amen. But the, the real believer takes to heaven with him. Hundred souls. Ah, there's no problem. This one, only in I say 10 this week, ah, issues. You are a walking believer. It's not that you enter heaven, only you enter heaven. Everybody, nobody, 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 they don't know what you eat, nobody knows you have. No, you know, just enter, just enter, sir. No, you, you, you can go to heaven, you can squeeze inside heaven. 
Save every two feet. Just enter heaven. That's all. No reward. No, no soul saved. You shall enter heaven. There's, there's more than that. Okay? Just escape. <laughs> so we all need to. So we can't do the job casually. We can't do it casually that I will just go to heaven. What about your colleagues at work? What about that person that calls you best, best friend? That one that buys your lunch. Well, you don't go to the fire, but it's buying you lunch of the MJ. And it's not funny your stomach. <laughs> Amen. So we need to, no, like, there's no who think as though this thing is, is not going to happen. We're not thinking this way. As, as though it's not, it's, not, it's not that serious. It's deep. All right? First Peter 3.15. First Peter 3.15. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone, to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Gentleness and respect. Always be ready to give an answer. See, you must have an answer to give an answer. Do you understand? You must know the, the answer to give an answer. So we all need to be taught and to give ourselves to study so we can have an answer when people ask us for the hope, for the reason we have our hope in Christ Jesus. Alright? 2 Timothy 15, 17. 2 Timothy 3, 15, 17. 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17. The world is empty, cold and pure. Like that song. Yes. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Please pause. I, 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 I like this so much. Just how from infancy you have known the Scriptures. It's so good. How from, from infancy, that's when you were young, you've been trained these things. Yes, any man of God say, he has been trained on good for 35 years. I like that. He has, he has grown on solid teaching 35 years. So when he's talking, I get, when he's talking, you have to get results. 35 years, you have to get results. So he said, someone, someone put money they're going at him. And he said, no, just go, no work. And he goes, to and he got no person anyway. 35 years, God cannot kill him again. 35 years of sound teaching. You hear my point here? That's entered, that's said to, that's entered well. So the guy said, he said, so he was talking to one of these, one of these um, traditional guys. The guy was like, nothing can cut my body, nothing can injure me, nothing can, and like, they're like, hey, if I cut it to cut though. He was like, nothing can cut me. I said, okay, go and buy new blades. So they actually brought new blades. So the guy, you know, did, did his jazz, did all sorts, part of the iconic of did all sorts. So he now gets someone else to cut him. The person cut. As it's cut, nothing happened. Just don't wait. Nothing, nothing happened. He said, fine. Give me the blade. But I just said, in his breath, in the name of Jesus, use the monk, get out. He cut the guy, blood gushed out. <laughs> Why? When you have eaten this thing, you know who you are. No one so it's from infancy. Have I gave my gate? Amen. Because we know we are in Christ. We don't live in fear of the devil or his courts. They can't threaten us. We chase them. Do you understand? Why? We've been schooled. We've been schooled. So it has to be right from now. Not when, you know, people say, when I grow older, I'll be more serious. Now, when, when I'm about to settle, when I'm about to have kids. I'll be more serious. People act. <laughs> Amen. That's me now. Invest in your spiritual life. Invest in it. Invest in it. Invest in it. Don't wait until there's a crisis. That's how I church to church. 
because it's not the school. Now go, hey, that one, there's conference in, in Kinnick, that church. You go there. Next tomorrow, the other one at, um, you know, those two at, at um, Babylon Expressway. You go to that one in the afternoon, you go to the other one because one or two son, you've not been trained. Amen. Amen. Okay? Please go on. 16. 16. Yeah, 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that you will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is God's will for you. To be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So it's not a pastor thing alone. Everyone that works for God must be thoroughly equipped. Okay? Awesome. So we have to take these things Seriously, Paul told Timothy, "This that I teach you, come to that people that, that are so able to teach, also teach others." So we are taught to teach, to teach, to teach. So like like um, like let me call it again, MLM, not marketing. So I teach you to teach you to teach you, and the kingdom grows. It goes by what everybody supplies. It's not like just to go to church. It's every one of us job. So in fact, the job of, job of the pastor is to train you to grow to do the ministry. So my job is you. Your job is your friends, your circle, your family, your siblings, your colleagues at work. Amen. Amen. So we are trained to teach. So we must teach so that everyone can know what exactly to teach others. Second Timothy 2, 1 to 2. Second Timothy 2, Proverbs 1 to 2. Second Timothy 2, 1 to 2. The world is empty, cold, empty. I'm going to go to my way. You then, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. All right. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Look at that. So, we are taught to teach other people. So, let's jump in. So, number one. So, we'll start with what salvation is not. What salvation is not. So if you want you know what is not, you begin to know what it is. What salvation is not. Number one, it is not confessing sins. First John 1, verse 9. It is not confessing sins. Glory to Jesus. Some people are saved. When they say the Reverend Father, they are saved that day. Until the next visit. So they are saved on that day. When they now sin again until the next river father visit. So salvation is not confessing of sins. First John 1, 9 to 10, 9 to 11. If we confess our sins, Amen. he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Look at this. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his words have no place in our lives. 11. Go to second, first John 2. From verse 1. You know, in real life, you can say 11, 12. No, no verse. We, we, we human beings put, in English, we, we put the first chapters there. <laughs> so when I say you don't say, my friend, chapter 1, I love you. Chapter 2, you are so dear to me. In letter, you write a long letter. People now, people now broke it down into, into bits of understanding, okay? So please go on, chapter 2. Chapter 2 from verse 1. Dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. 
But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteousness, the righteous one. Now, pause. Now, verse 10 says, if we have not sinned, please look at, look at the English. It says, if we have not sinned, what? Deceive ourselves, right? That says in, that says in verse 1, chapter 2, verse 1, that I write to you that you will not sin. Please follow the progression. So, if people say, verse 10 says, all of us are still sinners, you know, we still have sin, but if, if that's that what I'm talking about, then verse, chapter 2, verse 1 is a confusion. But it says, I write to you that you will not sin, meaning that you can be without sin. You get that? Yeah. So, what I was talking about? So, number one, when he says he's confessing our sins, he's not saying if we list out all our sins and confess it. He's not saying that you're not thinking and say, okay, today I lied. I'm sorry because I lied to my mommy. I'm sorry because I lied to my boss when I told him I'm in the Kedjan of the Ketu. Yeah? You know, he's not saying if you confess, if you list your sins and confess. He's talking about, see, see, he says, if we say we have not sinned, okay, we decide to rely. What's the point here? If you are living in sin, and you say you have not sinned, you have no sin, then you lie. This is the point. So people probably think that that period that, you know, we don't commit sin, we don't need God, stuff like that. If you are living in sin, and you say you have not sinned, then you lie. Okay? This is the point. That confess there is not saying list out, it's saying homologio. Homologio means agree with what is saying. So God says all have sinned before Christ. So he's saying, I agree with God on the issue of sin. That all man, all men have sinned, women inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. All have sinned, okay? And all are only justified by believing in Christ. So he's saying, I agree with God on the sin matter. He's not saying, list out your sins. Do you understand that? Is that clear enough? Is that clear? So salvation is not by listing out your sins and saying, God, I lied. I stole. How many will you list? Knowingly or knowingly. How many, how many can you list? Okay? That's what means that if I'm saved by confessing my sins, the one I forget gets me into trouble. <laughs> so it means that it means that if at 9.45 I prayed and said, Lord, I confess all my sins, he said everything else. And, and by 9.50, I lied. And I got comes back at 9.55, hellfire. Why? I didn't confess a sin. Yeah. Just, just because you, 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 you prayed late that day. You prayed five minutes late. Do you understand? So it is not confessing of sins. I will show us as we go further, okay? Go to Acts 10, 34-48. Acts 10, 34-48. Glory. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Now quickly, this is that is digression. So people say things like this. It's digression to that. It's only topic. People say, when we pray to God for healing, He might answer. He might not answer. Or if it is His will, He will heal the boy. If it's not His will, the boy will not be healed. They now, they now make it even spiritual. That you know, as though they are surrendering to God's will in, in the suffering. It's, it, you know, it can look like a good thing that I'm surrendering to God. I'm, I'm suffering, you know. 
Yeah. And they now spiritualize it. They, they find comfort in saying, if it is his will, he will heal me. See, that means God is partial. If God heals Mr. A, doesn't heal Mr. B, then he's a liar. He's not faithful, he's not righteous. This God, God is partial, he's unjust, he's unfair. So it means that you are telling God that God is, God is a, he's not a very person. Awesome. But this way it works. We are not going to be healed by God. We are already healed. I like saying this one over again so you can enter your interior. First Peter 24. First Peter 24. First Peter 2, 24. It says, by his stripes we... Just leave this here, don't worry. By his stripes we were healed. So we will not be healed. We were already healed, all of us. The day we got saved, the day we got healed. The day you got saved is the day you got healed. Again. The day you got saved is the day you got healed. So if, if you are saying God is not healed, you are, saying, you are, saying you are not saved. Or the day you were saved, that same day you got healed. So we, what we do now is just we by ourselves are lambanoing the healing we already have. So it, it means that it is now in my hands, not in God's hands. So it means if I'm healthy, it is me. If I'm not healthy, it is me. Yet, so it's no more God, thank you. It's no more God, it is me. Amen. It's no more God, it is me. It's no more God, it is me. So you cannot say God is not healed if I did not receive it. Not that God did not give. I did not lay hold of it. So, in that case, you see God as faithful. That God didn't tell you no. You did yourself. You played yourself. This is why sound teaching is important. You know what I'm saying? God, if it's your will, you will heal me. Ah, that's old scripture. No, that, that, that's what they say, say in the Old Testament. When, when, when Christ came, when Christ came, those people go and meet him and say, if, if it's your will, you will heal me. And he always tell them, I will be healed. So, even, even for them, it showed them, even them, even them, amen, 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 amen. Then they are not saved, right? Even the unsaved told them, I will be healed. So they never said, it's not my will to they come back tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Even point here, so God's will is always healing. So, don't, don't spiritualize sickness. Don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's testing you, suffering. God forbid about it. Do you get so do you have my point here? The day you got saved is the day you got healed. See, even that woman that that Phoenician woman. Yeah. <laughs> the one that said that God told the just Christ told the told the woman that healing is the children's bread. You people, you are dogs, outsiders. <laughs> and get, even the woman was like, even dogs left over. And God says, this is great faith to be healed. Hi-ya. You get that? So even you're saved, they're getting healed. How much more is saved? Saved now, saved now saying, saved, saved now saying, uh, even this is really real, me or God, what are you talking about? Don't embarrass God. Don't embarrass God. See, the God that can wipe out all your sins can heal your body. Yeah. <sighs> you get my point here? So let's not, don't, don't, don't. It's having the same God. My own God, he heals you. And it's every time. In fact, he healed. That's the point. Glory to Jesus. So, we are trained to lambano these things. That was well trained. So, we can lamb. So, see, see. And you're not praying, God, please heal me. That's the wrong prayer. He already healed you. You speak to the sickness, not to God. Do you understand? Not, not telling God, God, in my body. It's a, it's a wrong prayer. It's twinkle, twinkle, little star. I wonder what you are. Do you understand? So, why does it not work? It does not work. 
does not work. So I told about, about the story of Kenneth Higgins. He was talking to Jesus Christ. He just said, I'm talking to Jesus. And the demon walked in. The, and the demon was going, yakidi, yakidi, yak. Yakidi, yakidi, yak. And the demon put a cloud, a thick cloud between him and Jesus Christ. He couldn't hear Jesus Christ talking. And Jesus Christ don't do nothing to the demon. He said, nothing, nothing, nothing to the demon. The demon kept on going, yakidi, yakidi, yak. Yakidi, yakidi, yak. Making noise. And Jesus Christ said, not to the demon. And then he was wondering, ah, Jesus, answer this demon now. Stop now. And Jesus Christ kept quiet, looking at him. One more hour. And he said, get out. And demon left. Now Christ. Why did you to chase him out? Jesus Christ told him, I didn't say anywhere. I will cast out the devil for you. I didn't tell you anywhere that will cast out the devil. I told you, resist and they flee. Know that me, I will help you cast them out. Do you understand? So you can't say, God, let me deal with the devil. He will not answer you. So all this, it's not a prayer. It's not a prayer. It's not a prayer. It is twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you have. Yeah, wonderment. Let's go. But accept men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Yeah, come on. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and has caused him and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach for the four for the four quickly. For the four. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Look at it. While Peter yet spoke, they did not confess their sin. They did not do altar call. You see this? They didn't do altar call. They didn't lift up to the hand and say, I want to be saved. While Peter here spoke, their hearts believed and they got saved. See my point here? So they did not even they confess I sinner's prayer. Lord, I accept right now. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do sinner's prayer. While Peter here spoke, the Holy Ghost came on them because they believed in their heart already. And that's the job. Romans 10 says, With the heart, man believes. So that's the key thing. So it's not a confession, it's not a confessing sin thing. What we confess is the worship of Jesus. Do you understand? What we confess, not, not, not confessing sins. So it's about believing, not confessing of sins. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So people can get without this last prayer. While we are preaching, preaching at the church, near to church, while preaching, someone can get saved. Even without doing altar calls. It just hears and she just eats him. I got saved in my room. I didn't do altar call. It's in my room. There's no altar call. So it's me and Jesus. I got filled with spirit in my room. Not that call too. Did not lay hands on me. Just believe. Just pray. My wife says, "If you believe, you have it." You know, I just, I just, I just pray in tongues. I told my room. So it's not, it's not an altar call thing. 
It is hearing of the message of Jesus. Glory. That's why you must preach. That person that gives you access, keep the gospel. Preach the gospel. No matter how hard their faith is, gospel can save anybody. See, the sinner on the cross, that was a murderer. God saved. As in, it was not even, there, was, there was no long thing there. He just said one word. That, you know, when you get to your kingdom, remember me. That was all. That was all. That was all. He didn't even say a lot of things. He didn't cause anything. Just, just, just hung in there on, on the cross of Jesus Christ. That was all. Just hung for Jesus. That was all that got him saved. So, there is nobody too hard for the gospel. The hardest, you know, rich. Amen. No heart, no heart is too hard for the gospel. Stop paying their faces. Stop paying their faces. Shoot them the gospel. No, say, die, I say, die. The higher they are, the harder they fall. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. So, don't they fear their face. Don't look at their faces. Give them the word. The bigger, the stronger they look, the harder they fall. They will do like Paul. Start preaching. Glory. Okay? Salvation is also not by good works. It is not by good works or by trying to be righteous. Romans 1 to 8. Romans 4 1 to 8. It is not by good works. Romans 4 1 to 8. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, discovered in this matter? Love it. If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Please, but I like this part. I like that line. What does scripture say? We, don't, we know they argue. What does scripture say? What does scripture say? Okay, we live by scripture. Please go on. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So good. Now, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. Look at that. So, to the, David, man, pause, to the man who does not try to get it by working, but, you know, but I believe in Jesus, says his faith credited as righteousness. says justifies the ungodly, the wicked. Do you understand? So, it's not by trying to be good. Is by having faith in Jesus. It's not my good works, okay? It's not, it's not my trying to. Because I lay a stone in Zion. That's when Jesus Christ. If you try to do good works, you trip over it. It's a stone, rock, it's a rock of offense. So if you try to any by, by works, you will stumble, you will stumble over the stone, stumble and fall. You only get in by faith alone. Please go on. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man who, to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Look at this. So David was speaking of something he didn't really understand. Let me show you why. Even though, as I said in the OT, they could see what was coming. They didn't fully get it. Now David said, whose sins are covered. Now in the OT, Every year, with every sacrament, covered that every year. Do yearly covering. Yearly covering. But in the NC, it's remitted for God's control away. You see that? Did you get that? So he says, even of that, talking about, about what will happen at that time, he says, blessed is the one who sins God not against him. So you are saved by faith alone, not by trying to be saved. Not by trying to do good works. So you are saved apart from works. You understand that? 
you are saved by faith alone. That's how she gives you, give you peace and satisfaction. You know, when you make mistakes, you don't become unsaved. Hey, so I lied now, salvation has gone. That's how it works. That's how it works. You know, you are saved by faith alone. So as long as your faith is in Jesus, you are secure. Not in your works. Your works can fail you. It can be in a, in a burden and cause somebody else. But faith in Jesus Christ stands forever. That's the point. That's the point. Okay? Is that good? So it's not by good works. It is also not by obeying the laws of Moses. You can't. You can't. See, in the law of Moses, you are to be sacrificed. Amen. So if you want to do it by the law, come to church with your ram every year. So you have to, you have, to have ram. There has to be ram. And when you're in your period, you don't come to church because they sin also in the Old Testament. That's the way you are clean. So you want to do OT, you cannot do it. You cannot do it. See, in the OT, if you fail on one law, you fail on everything. So you cannot say, I'm at 99% good. You have to be 100%. So I just went to the and told them, if you only look at that game with lust in your eyes, you come test me. Okay, okay, ha! I'm going to do By so doing, you have done everything with the babe. Amen. So, you cannot get in by trying to obey the laws of Moses. Romans 7 is very interesting. I'll get it later. Okay? Galatians 5, 1-6. Galatians 5, 1-6. Galatians 5, 1-6. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You, you who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You are falling away from grace. Look at that. If you are trying to be saved by your works, you have what? Falling from grace. Zero. So you cannot work to get in. If you try to get it by walking in, you are falling from grace. Amen. Please go on. Two, six. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. What? The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Awesome. Galatians 2, 15, 17. Galatians 2, 15, 17. So you cannot work for it. Please take note. You will need this. Take note and read the notes. You will need this. What am I saying? This? See, this arms you for, 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 for preaching. People ask you this question. You must have answers. Okay? Please take notes. Quickly. Know that a person is not justified by the 15, works that's of... That's not 15. We who are Jews by birth are not Gentile sinners. Know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Christ Jesus. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law because by observing the law, no one is justified. Look at that. So by observing the law, no one is justified. Romans 3.20. Romans 3.20. Please note the scripture, okay? Note the scriptures. Romans 3.20. Romans 3.20. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Look at that. Nobody justified before God 
because he was obeying the law. If the law could do it, then Christ died in vain. In Galatians also. If the law could help you, then he didn't need to come because there's only law. Amen. So we are saved apart from works of the law. So tell that person trying hard to please God. You cannot do it. You can't please God by trying to. In fact, Bible calls righteousness filthy rags. The more you try, the more filthy it becomes. So you cannot get in by trying. It's called filthy rags. It's smelly rags. Wet smelly rags. Yeah. You know how those wet rags that you don't touch? Wet, dusty, you know, sandy. You get it, right? Amen. You must help me to understand it. Alright? Salvation is not believing in a God. It's not believing in a God or that there is God. There is God though, conscious salvation. It's not salvation. It's not believing in a God or that there is God. Even devils know this and they tremble. You get my point here? Okay? Acts 4, 11 to 12. Acts 4, 11 to 12. He is the stone you builders rejected, which has, now, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Look at that. There is no, it's found in no one else. Look at that. It's found in no one else. That song says, not Muhammad, not Buddha, you are the only living God. It's, in, it's found in no one else. No one else. There is only one name given by which I may say, Jesus. Jesus Christ says, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So, the only way people can get saved, that people get saved, is in Jesus. Jesus. So, when you see your, 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 your friend that is so, in quotes, well behaved, but doesn't believe in Jesus, he's not saved. Your grandparents, they don't believe in Jesus, they're not saved. In fact, they'll tell you, but Jesus is my prophet. You know that sounds Jesus as the son of God. Not, not my prophet. That's, it doesn't count. The son of God. That was saved. So, if you don't believe in Jesus as the son of God, it's anti, anti, anti I don't know the English to put it. It's antichrist. So, to call him, no, it's antichristic. <laughs> anti, ah, thank you, antichrist. No, not antichristian. It's antichrist himself. Not antichristian. Anyhow, you'll be fine. Alright? So, if person looks well behaved, so good, so kind, well, say Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. Is that Christ we're talking about? Talking in. <laughs> Any spirit that doesn't mean I do Jesus Christ as Lord, is that Christ. Is Lord, is God. So, no matter how well behaved they are, if they don't believe that Christ is Lord, and Christ is okay. So someone said, I saw a question recently. The person said that if, in quote, a believer, in quote, I'm quoting if a believer, um, becomes an atheist or a real atheist or becomes a Muslim, as in, really, 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 is this, is this saved? No. You, <laughs> the spirit that saves you says Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, yes. If not Jesus Christ is Lord, he's Antichrist too. He's Antichrist. He's Antichrist. He's Antichrist. He's Antichrist. Okay. All right? So, it's not that which we saved. 
then God was cruel to allow Christ die that way. He was another way to get it done. And that was, that was too much cruelty. For him to die, die like that for nothing. For nothing. Give me a point here. He was another way to be saved. Then why did he go through everything he went through? Why was he beaten? Why was, why was he pierced? Why did he die kind of die? That, 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 that kind of death. <laughs> Amen. So he was another way to get this thing done. Then he died in vain. That, that, that he needless death. It means God came to die on it for nothing. Amen. If good works and obedience to the could save us, Christ died in vain. Galatians 21. Galatians 21. Galatians 21. Galatians 21. Look at that. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Amen. Awesome. So again, you cannot get saved by yourself. It's not by trying. Not by obeying a law. It is a gift from God. It has to be what God does because you cannot do it. It is a gift from God. Amen. It's a free gift. Are we learning? Yes. Making sense to you? So also, salvation is not, it's not zeal for God or for the church. Salvation is not zeal. It's not a church worker. Or I heard dance group. I've been there, been there, done that, I was not saved. So it's not zeal for God or for the church. Romans 10 1 to 3. Romans 10 1 to 3. Romans 10 1 to 3. Yeah. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Look at that. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Look at that. So they had a zeal. A zeal for God. So zeal does not save. Not that I'm, I'm a church worker. I work hard in church. No. Salvation is by faith through grace. Believing in God. Believing in Jesus. Amen. I've been there. I was head of dance group in the church. I'm surprised too. I could dance. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened to me. I could, I could dance. I said, I, I, I still try, but you know, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm really shy because you are, it's not the fault that you are pastor. <laughs> Amen. I was out of a dance. I was out of dance with a church. It was a reasonably big church. Not, not choreography. A real hip hop. I used to dance. I'm serious. All these days, you know, I used to dance very well. Yes, now. Isn't it what? No, yeah. I never wear a glove. What's glove? I was talking about real dance. But I was head of the dance group. We used to dance in church. People do a lot. We're the church, church, church fine boys. Where do you know the church boys, the fine boys? People do a lot, you know. I, 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 I caught them with that. I caught them with that dancing. But I was not saved. So it's not by zeal for God working in church. So many people in church, they don't know jack. They're not, they're not saved. Empty hearts with their heart working for church. Trouble. So I got to preach to church boys. To the preacher, oh guys, are you saved? Oh God. <laughs> Amen. See, this thing that people do about trying to be saved by working hard for it, it does not work. Romans 7. It does not work. Romans 7. The more they try, the more they fail. 
when you try to, 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 to live right by yourself, you quickly find that there is a law in your members, sin and death. That the more you try, the more you sin. Have you been there before? What's there before? Trying to live right and, and falling. I've been there. I try so hard. You know, then in secondary school, like this week, I'll not, this week I'll not lie. <laughs> and I was with body now. So let me just leave the other side like this. Now that's now says, hey, see you come here. Now that's like, Sam, my leg is paining me. <laughs> oh boy. So the more we tried, the more we failed. Even though some people are church workers, but the more they tried, the more they failed. When you try to do it by working hard for it, you quickly find that you cannot. Romans 7. Let's rush this, okay? Let's rush. I'll take us through the whole thing, but let's rush it. Do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to men who know the law, that the law has authority over a man only as long as he lives? For example, example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he's alive. But if her husband dies, she's released from the law that binds him to her. So then, if she has sexual relations with another man while her husband is still alive, she's called an adulteress. But, but if her husband dies, she's released from that law and is not an adulteress if she marries another man. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful... But says, you died to the law, you might Christ, so you can bear fruit unto Christ. So, we marry Christ first, then we can bear fruit unto Christ. It's simple. It's simple. If you have intercourse with your husband, you have your husband's seed. It's natural. It's not, it's, it's, you don't work for the seed. Do you understand? People did reproduction, have you? <laughs> Amen. It's natural. So also, when you get married to Christ, by nature you produce good offspring. That's the point. And it says, make the tree good, and the fruit will be good. So when we marry Christ, when we get saved to Christ, we become the good tree. That bears good fruit. So it is first marrying Christ first, then good fruit. So it's not good fruit. So it is Christ first, then good fruit. Not good fruit, then you get saved through it. No. Amen. Please go on. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would have not known what coveting really was if the law had not said, we shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Once I was alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me and through the commandment put me to death. So then... So it's not as though the law is bad, but sin is badder. So where sin says... Thou shalt not. Sin says you will must. You, you will do. Thou shalt. Okay? So, sin is strengthened by law. So, when you try to live by the law, 
sin is more energetic. You know, there's a taste in a, in a sinful man for, bad, for, for rebellion. What they said, don't do. What do man do? Amen. So you see, a married man with a very, very cute babe, everything is very okay. Amen. But he wants, he wants, he wants the secretary. Because that thou shall in his head produces for him, I want to. Do you understand? So, when someone tries to live by the law, you quickly find that the signature began at the law. So the more they try, the signature will show you pepe. Amen. Let's go. So then, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. Okay. Did that which is good then become just to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Please pause. Now, a lot of people, they trip here. Wait, 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 your Bible, you know, with a little ignorance, you will trip here. Okay, now, we have to follow the, the context. What are we talking about here? I was talking about the man under the law. The man under the law. Okay? So that man under the law is not of the flesh. It's unspiritual. He's sold as a slave to sin. Not the saved man. This, this is not Paul talking about himself. It's not Paul saying himself. Paul talking about he's talking in, in the third person. Okay? So it's not, it's not Paul himself. But he says the man under the law. Okay? He tries so hard. But he quickly finds that he's unspiritual. He's sold as a slave to sin. So he cannot by himself redeem himself. No means to be redeemed, to be bought back from slavery, from, from, from another slavery, to be owned by somebody else. So, the unsaved man is sold as a slave to sin until he's saved. And if he's been saved, he's redeemed. Redeemed means he's bought from sin, from the devil, and belongs to Christ. So, the saved man is not, is not, sold, to, is not sold a slave to sin, but it's just righteousness. You understand that? The saved man, so this is a matter of the unsaved, not the saved. Good enough? Good enough? Please go on. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who do it, but it is sin living in you me. You see that? For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that. that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. Now, please pause. See, so the unsaved man, okay, he cannot by himself stop sinning. The way a dog cannot stop barking. The bark is in the dog. So for him to stop barking, he has to be in his creation. You see that? That would be a new creation. Uh, no, a new creation apart from the backing. 
structure. So no matter how hard your saved man tries, he will find another, another law in his members that will keep bringing him back to love, sin, and death. So he says, he says it is, it's, not, it's not as though it was, he says there, there is sin living inside of him. He cannot do it. But he said, thanks be unto God who delivers us. So the solution is in Christ Jesus. You see that? But Romans 8. Go to chapter 8. Chapter 8. Is this clear enough? Are we learning? Yes. Any confusion? Are we getting at the back? Amen. Okay, awesome. Chapter 8. Chapter 8, yeah. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Please pause. That law of sin and death that makes the person that tries out without Christ to keep falling says Christ has saved the believer from the law of sin and death. You see that? So when you get saved, when you, when you are delivered from the law of sin and death, so you don't have the capacity to live rightly. So when I'm saved, but I'm saved, but I, I still struggle. You don't know who you are yet. You have to learn this life. It's like a, a newborn baby, untrained, tries to walk but falls. He's still a baby, a human child. He will still walk. It's destined to walk. Do you understand? But while learning to walk, he might fall. It doesn't make him a goat. It doesn't make him destined for crawling. He's still going to walk. You get but you have to be trained that, oh God, this is who you are. Get up and walk. Again, that, that video saw I talked about last week. That the guy tried to walk, the baby fell down, sits down. What did what, what the father do? Take him back up. Oh God, continue. Do you get my point? So, the walking is in demand. Even when you stumble, there's walking in you. Okay? Because life of God in you already empowers you to live rightly. It's, not, it's about you learning how to, how to live out this life. So, I said again. That people over time, when they are saved, they've put in their mind all kinds of junk. And you know when you get saved, your spirit mind gets saved, not your mind. Your mind is still the. It's why when you, when you get saved, even you know Matthew, when you get saved, you don't become you know Matthew. You don't become a become a mathematician. Because your mind is still the same mind. Do you understand that? Your mind is the same mind before you got saved. Amen. So if you put all sort of death in your mind before, it's still there. So it's now a dirty mind belonging to a good spirit. So you have to still renew the mind. Because the mind is where you make, you make choices. So if your mind is filthy, you'll do filth. So the spirit is saved and perfect. You have to train the mind to live the life that we are called to live. Do you understand? Awesome. Okay, please go on. For what, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Okay, this is the point. Awesome. So he's saying that Christ, he did what the law could not do. So the law was, you know, says. The law, you know, the man, the man there is weakened by sinful nature. He could not live up to the demands of the law. But since Christ did what the law could not do, he says he condemns in the flesh. Condemn means he made sin powerless. He made sin to lose its hold over you. He defeated sin for you. So we don't have a sin problem. Amen. The believer does not have a sin problem. You don't show the believer this is who you are in Christ. You are righteous. Live like it. You were that before. You were dirty, you were unclean, you were a liar, you were fornicator before. That's who, who, who you were. But right on is who you are. You are in God's righteous. So we show the human in Christ who he is. 
By showing him, he can begin to live up to it. Don't forget that the just shall live by faith. And faith comes by knowledge. So we must, show, we must give the knowledge of who you are so you can live like it. If you don't know, you can't, you can't live like it. Okay? If, 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 if you are still thinking, well, we are all sinners, you cannot live right. You can't. Amen. It is you knowing what God has done that empowers to live, right, to live rightly. So the more we understand these things, we have that sin becomes, I'm thinking of this stuff. Amen. Amen. So the, the new believer might still want to, ah, I'll lay a club, I'll do all sorts. But the believing guy just, what, what's the joke about? Maybe it's Misha. <laughs> Amen. Do you get my point here? Awesome. Is that good? Yes. Solid salvation. Believing in Christ, full stop. Believing in Christ, full stop. Believing in Christ, full stop. It's by faith alone. We are saved by faith alone. By faith in Christ alone. Not by trying out, not by working out for it, but by believing in Jesus. So the day you put your trust in Jesus, you got saved. Amen. So you see that Christ took away the difficulty. You're not working for it. You're not laboring for it. Just believe in Christ. So even when you make mistakes, you are still saved. Why? You are believing in Christ, not in your works. Your faith is in Christ, not in your works. Glory to Jesus. Romans 10 4. Romans 10 4. Romans 10 4. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Look at that. For everyone who believes. Put put verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Go on. For it is with your heart that you believed and that you believe and are justified, and it's with, it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and, rich, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Look at that. So we are saved by believing alone. Everyone that calls on the Lord will be saved. Not everyone that works out for it. We are saved by believing and confessing him. Not confessing sin. Confessing him as Lord. You understand? That's what saves you. Awesome. Acts, the Acts, go to Acts 16. Acts 16, verse 13. 30, 31. 30, 31, yeah. Go to 30, 31. Okay. 30, 30, he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Now, they didn't say, Confess your sins. They didn't say, Obey the law. They didn't say, Fast. They didn't say, try to work hard. They didn't say, don't lie. They didn't say, don't fornicate, which you should not. They didn't say, um, cut your wig. All those boss pictures. <laughs> they didn't say, don't wear skirts. Sorry, don't wear trousers. <laughs> they didn't say all that. <laughs> don't wear makeup. No. They said, believe in Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. You and your household. Go to John 20, 29. John 6, 20, 29. John 6, 20, 29. Are we learning this? Is it good? Awesome. Yes. Well, he's okay. Then, he, then they asked him, what must we do 
to the works God requires. Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Simple. This is the work. This is the work. This is the work we are. This is the own works. Believing in Jesus. This is the work we do to be saved. Believing in Jesus. That's all. So this is the work. Don't, don't, do, don't do any other work. This is the work. Believing in Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. Alright? Go to John 3 16, of course. John 3 16. Of course, we love the world. Oh, yeah. You can call us it. Give. Look at that. Everyone knows this scripture. Even when I'm trying to get it by works. They read it there. That whoever believes. But they still try to work hard for it. But you read it every day. You know it every day. Whosoever believes. Okay, let us think in. That whosoever believes. 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 Awesome. Ephesians 2, 8, 8 to 9. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. Why is time running so fast? Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. You see that? It is not of yourself. It is not by trying to. It is a gift from God. It is a free gift from God. So it's not, it's not your hard work. It's not your labor. It's a free gift from God. In fact, if you labor for it, you, if you, labor for it you stumble. If you try to labor for it, you're in trouble. Right? It's a free gift from God. Go to verse 9. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Look at that. Not by works. It's, it is clear enough. Not by works. So you cannot say, you cannot boast about it. Ah, I starved the Lord. I mobbed the church. <laughs> Amen. You can't labor for it. Not, ah, me, I, can, I don't lie. I don't steal. When I even tell Jesus Christ, I don't lie, I don't steal. What, what, what Jesus Christ told him? Give him another extra to go and do. Because you want to work, Abib. Go and sell everything you have. You know, you want, you want to work. You want to work for it. Yeah, go and sell everything you have. It's like I told you. I told you what I was going to do again. To show that it is not in the labor. It's what? Believing on the one you have sent. You get me to be sad. That's how people do. When you want to work for it, you live, you live sad. You cannot work for it. You cannot work for it. Someone will now say, Have we then saying that you can be saved and live anyhow? We have not said so. We said that when you marry Christ, you by nature bear good fruit. Do you understand? Know, Romans 1 says, says obedience that comes from faith. Obedience. Romans 1 3. I think Romans 1 3 or 4. It says obedience that comes from faith. Not, not faith that comes from obedience. Obedience that comes from faith. So faith first, then obedience follows. That, you know, we said the back is in the dog. Okay? The meal, whatever you call it, is in the cat. Am I right? Awesome. So, by nature, the dog will bark and the cat will meal. Yes, meal, not meow. Yeah. So, also, the believer will live right. The unsaved will sin. Do you understand? It's not of a nature that produces like fruits. Is that good? James 2, 14, 14, 14, 14 Now, people now say, people use James to confuse themselves. James 2. People stumble here a lot too. Before James 2, go, go, go to Galatians 1, 6 to 9. 
Galatians 1 6 9. So we can press clear access and ourselves first. Galatians 1 6 9. Galatians 1 6 9. Galatians 1 6 9. Are we learning? Is it good? Yes, sir. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we have preached to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again. If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Please pause. So he's saying that if someone else says that faith, 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 they cannot save you, they have to, you know, it's work that saves. So let the person be under God's curse. So before, you, before you go to James, before you go to James and say James said one thing, one thing, just first see this one first, okay? That if James, in quote, doesn't agree with Paul, if if doesn't agree with Paul, Paul is saying what? Let it be accursed. So if you are saying that James doesn't agree with Paul, you are saying James is accursed. No Paul said an angel or even he himself should say another thing. So he says, if this man wanted tomorrow, ah, I saw God again. He didn't say so and so and so. <laughs> Amen. So if you are saying that James, something I agree with Paul, you are saying James is accursed. So before you say, be careful. James 2.14. All right. Shoot. What, is, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good! Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was, it not a, was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith, has made, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. Please, Bible verse is important. The Bible verse is very important. It can confuse you. I want to show you why. Awesome. Now, back up a bit. Now, he said, so we see that a man's faith that doesn't have works is dead faith. The real faith, real faith comes with good works. Now, the faith comes with good works accompanied, not works in front and at the back. If faith, then good works follows it. Do you understand? The faith Bad works. So when you find a believer that doesn't want to live right, his faith is fake faith. That's what I said. It's dead faith. So if the believer says, if the believer wants to enjoy spin, says, if I'm saved, I get to faith. I can do anyhow. That faith is talking about what James said is dead faith. So James cannot be saying that works save. I'm coming. He's saying that real faith is accompanied by works. So he said, someone will say, show me, I have faith, you have works. So you, you can't say, I have faith. I have works. That's with faith and then works. Not, you can't separate faith and works. So you can't say, I have faith too. I have works. So it means that 
If what you have is work, it's not faith, it's zero. If only have faith that doesn't have works, also accompanying it's also zero. Now the real faith that saves is faith that is backed up by works. Now that work is a fruit of the faith. It's not, 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 it's not really a labor. It's a fruit of the faith you already have. So for example, Abraham, thank you, I love you so much. Keep clapping. So Abraham, now it refers to Abraham. That he said, Abraham, let's, let's, let's go back there. Let's go back there. 22. 22. Yes. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son I'll Isaac tell, on tell the James, altar? If, 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 if what Jeff is saying, I'll tell him no because we have scripture. Genesis 66. Genesis 66. Genesis 66. If James said this, I'll tell him it's not true. 66. Genesis 66. Abraham believed the Lord. What? I'm almost done. Abraham believed yes. the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Abraham did what? Believed. So before Abraham did anything, Abraham believed. So wasn't the character that was developed by believing. But because he genuinely believed, he acted on it. You understand? So it's not the act that even saved him. It's the believing. But because the believing was real, there was works that followed it. So he's saying real faith is backed up by works. So every brother that is genuinely saved, you will see this character. You will see this character. You see, you see a growth in character. You see, it is hard to get better. Not just lounging in sin and saying, I'm saved by grace through faith. James said it's fake faith. Please go to, go, go to 23 back. 23. 23. James 23. 23. Yeah. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Go back to 21 again. 21 again. 21. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Mark that considered. Mark that considered. Mark the considered. Go on again. You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. 23. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. 24. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Awesome. Now, justified there, there are, two ways, there are two ways to put it. It is to be declared righteous or to be shown as righteous. So one is a declaration. One is a declaration. One is an evidence. That's why he says, he says it was, um, it was, it was, how do you put it again? 21, 20, 20, 21, 21. It was considered. Considered, not declared. Amen. Amen. When you are saved, you are declared righteous. Okay? But your works will show you to people as righteous. Right? 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 It says, work out your faith, your salvation. Work it out. So, you're already saved though, but you are living it out. So, real faith must be lived out. It's not audio. You must live it out. You get that. Yes. So just, just not saying that that his works are safe, but he's saying that faith, real faith, will show in your actions. That's a popular quote. A man is saved by faith alone, but the faith that saves is never alone. The faith that saves compulsorily comes with good works. 
So, we don't labor to enter in. We believe and enter to our rest. And in that rest, we produce by nature good fruit. So, as we learn every day, to yield to the Spirit, to be led by Him, you find out that these things are not, it's not so hard. People are just yielding, just yielding, just yielding, just yielding. Now, you can't be yielding and watching porn. That's not yielding. Because if you watch porn, you will do porn. You have to show you working. What you put in must come out. Yeah. Okay? But as we yield, yielding also means watching what goes into your head. The songs you listen to, the movies you watch, the books you read, the kind of friends you have. Some people are saying, I'm stable. All my, all my friends are bad guys. All my friends are ballers. <laughs> you will ball. You, yes, you will ball. You will ball. Okay? So, we learn how to live out this life that we've got by faith alone. So this makes preaching the gospel simple. I'm not, I'm not telling them, stop sinning. I'm telling them, believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Now, they can do that one. But they, but they cannot stop sinning without believing in Jesus. When you say stop sinning, waste of time. It's not possible. They cannot stop. If they try, they'll stumble. Yeah. What do you tell them? Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. When they believe in Jesus, it gives them a new nature that they can begin to live right. Amen. Is that good? Yes. That's right. <laughs> hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.